All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira, who is the managing partner of Akron's AKW Group in Fairlawn and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They invest their clients' money in individually owned, custom-made portfolios of actual stocks that they have, and they follow the market, and Walt's been doing that for, well, more than 30 years. Well, Walt, last week, we uh, finally saw the week I guess a lot of us have been waiting for, a down week on the market. Yeah, Bob, it was a tough four-day week, <clears throat> of course, a shortened week because of the holiday, uh, but we did see the Dow Jones Industrial Average trade off. We lost about 761 points for the week, close to 34,607. That's a Decline at 2.2% for the week year-to-date. That index is still at 13.1%. The S&P 500 index for the week was off 1.7%, lost about 76 points. Year-to-date sits at 18.7%. The NASDAQ index was off 1.6% for the week, lost about 248 points, and currently stands year-to-date at 17.3%. And the Russell 2000, which measures those smaller and mid-cap stocks, uh, was off 2.8% for the week, lost 64 points, and year-to-date at 12.8%. You know, we saw pretty, uh, across the board, all 11 S&P sectors last week, Bob, traded off, uh, led by real estate sector, which was down about 3.9%, healthcare off 27 uh, the tech uh, industry was off about one8 Again, nowhere to kind of get out of the way last week. A little bit of selling pressure everywhere. On the macro front, you know, we saw, again, we talk about Goldman Sachs, obviously. Uh, a lot of times on the show, they're they're very, you know, have a high level of intelligence at that firm. They reduced their fourth quarter GDP forecast. Uh, we saw the enhanced unemployment benefits start to expire across the board uh, throughout the United States. Um, it does seem that Senator Manchin and some of the moderate Democrats are uh, going to support a lot less as far as the human infrastructure uh, spending. Um, there was reports that he's talking about a $1.5 trillion spend, that there's a limit uh, to what he'd be willing to support. And, you know, we saw some other, uh, you know, just, just uh, big picture news that makes us realize, you know, there's still some risk out there in the market that we have to pay attention to. So does this mean that uh, this is going to be a very challenging fourth quarter for the market? I think it's going to be challenging, Bob. I mean, we, it, it, you know, whenever you get to a point where we're at in the cycle, um, you know, we've had an incredible uh, run-up, as we talked about, you know, since the, the sell-off last year with the pandemic. We've 
We've seen this market come roaring back this year. You know, again, when we talk about those kinds of year-to-date returns, you know, anything over 10%, 13%, 17%, 18%, those are still really good returns. I think when you look at most valuation measures, you know that things are extended. A lot of risk assets are trading at highs. We've seen uh, the real estate market be extremely robust. So we know that, you know, everything out there is priced for perfection. We we have to continue to see the recovery. We have to continue to see economic progress. Um, and, you know, there, we have risk out there that could kind of derail some of that. So I think it's going to be a challenging fourth quarter, and that's what investing is all about sometimes. So how are you going to do things any differently in, in your uh, company there, in your investing philosophy, considering what you just said? Well, Bob, I think we, just because of our core philosophy, you know, really knowing what we own, uh, knowing why we own it, you know, we continue to challenge ourselves every day with that question, you know, why, why do we own this? And, yeah, do we want to continue to be an owner? Uh, we've been working with most of our clients all year. Uh, really, every year we do it. We review their you know, their risk allocation, you know, if, if their risk parameters are correct, if, if we need to adjust any of that equity exposure. Uh, so, again, it's done on a case-by-case basis. Um, uh, you know, we, we continue to believe in independence of thought, financial discipline, realistic expectations, and common sense. And, you know, those are words that I'll say over and over, but they mean a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's coming in here every day and doing the work and, you know, got not getting caught up in, in the group think and, and what everybody else is saying out there, you know, really trying to apply uh, some of these principles and make sure that we keep our investors in mind. At the end of the day, you know, we manage money for people, and, and people matter, and, and knowing who they are and what they stand for and making sure we're doing the right things is, is what we're all about here at this group. We're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. We're talking about the market, how they invest their clients' money, and, of course, taking any questions you have about the stock market at 330-673-1234 and on WNR.com outside of Akron. You can call us toll-free, 800-669-4100. We've talked about, about uh, what the uh, next latest, I guess, buzzword on uh, the uh, television and the, and the you know, press and the like. We're talking about the everything bubble. I think you touched on that, but what, what does it really mean when they talk about the everything bubble? Well, Bob, I think the everything bubble goes back to these economic cycles and investment cycles. Um, Dr. Jean-Paul Rodriguez um, published a, a really popular uh, economic bubble chart. Uh, shows four distinct, distinct phases of a bubble. He talks about a stealth phase and an awareness phase, a mania phase, and a blow-off phase. And when you look through the words on this, it's kind of a graph that goes up, and it kind of comes down a little bit, goes back up, and then it has a big drop-off. And I think that's what everybody's worried about right now. You know, when we get to this point, um, you know, there's a lot of thoughts that, you know, are we in the midst of a paradigm shift? You know, all this is it different this time? Have markets fundamentally changed? You know, will this continue to, you know, can we continue to see the outperformance? Or is, is everything, you know, cyclical? So is it time to be a contrarian? Is it time to step away and say, hey, you know, enough's enough? And I think everybody in this industry, every investor kind of struggles with that in different ways. It's that battle between being bullish and bearish. It's, uh, you know, be, to continue to be an investor or to maybe take some off the table. So, or we're at this phase where, you know, everything seems that it's pushed forward quite highly. 
Um, you know, we, we know there's pullbacks. Um, you know, there's been 17 different pullbacks uh, since the S&P 500 was created of 30% or more. Uh, we know that, you know, bear markets do exist. We haven't seen one in a long time. I mean, if you go back to 2008 and nine, you know, since 2009, as we said, we, we've not really experienced, um, you know, a lot of things that I think we have in the past. You know, I started my investment career back in the, in the 1980s. I've seen a lot of different cycles. If you started in the late 2000s and 2009, you really haven't experienced a lot of those things. So I, I think it's all, you know, just having perspective and, uh, you know, this everything bubble is just, it, you know, everything's pushing forward. You know, stocks, uh, real estate, uh, we see incredible amount of speculation, the amount of IPOs, we've seen new asset classes, uh, cryptocurrency, NFTs, you know, all these different asset classes that have popped up. There's an incredible amount of liquidity. A lot of people have cash. You know, we did something, again, unprecedented in the world. We uh, government stepped in. There was $32 trillion of liquidity that was created and from governments that was put into the private sector's hands and individuals and businesses. And a lot of that money is looking for homes, and a lot of it is, is pushing into these financial assets, which is pushing markets higher. So uh, I think this is just the thought process that's going on out there, and we have to pay attention to it. Now, we always tell our investors and your investors, too, to think for yourselves, look at the data, look at surveys out there, and, of course, you spend a lot of time doing that for your clients. And uh, some data that came out this week and other articles in the Barron's, you saw an article called On the Move, discussing the uh, mobile labor force and continued trends toward living in smaller cities and, and not staying at the same job for your entire career. Of course, this impacts our businesses, even the housing market. What kind of impact will this have on the stock market itself? Yeah, another good article, Bob and Barron's. Barron's is a great place to uh, for for any investor out there to read if you're looking for a periodical to still read. It's a good one. Um, they do a good job of reporting in here, but they're talking about these trends in real estate. Uh, we had a caller last week talk about you know existing home prices where they've gone to in a, in a short period of time. It it states in the article, you know, the average uh, existing home price, medium home price, is about three hundred fifty nine thousand. That's about an 18% year-over-year increase. Uh, the article talks about, you know, a lot of people's desire to work from home and work remotely now. And and because companies have been much more, you know, accommodative to that and the, and the labor market is so challenging, they're letting employees have more flexibility. A lot of workers are moving away from big cities into small rural, rural communities. Um, that's put a lot of uh, growth into the real estate market and pushing prices higher. So a lot of these trends that we talk about, we continue to see, um, and, and it impacts a lot of different investment opportunities. You know, when you think about housing, uh, you know, we've talked about the spend in housing and, and how it becomes kind of now the home office plus the place that is your, your peace of mind and your, your place to, uh, you know, to nest. So I, there's a lot of trends that are going on that uh, you, when you think of consumer spending behavior and patterns, that leads you to investment ideas, and that's what we're constantly thinking about in here. Um, it's kind of that old Wayne Gretzky thing, you know, not where the puck was, but where the puck's going. So we we continue to think that way, you know, as we're not hockey players here, but we continue to think where that puck's headed with our investment ideas. 
Once again, we're talking to Walt Sikarip about some of the trends that came on, some of the numbers that came out last week. Uh, CEOs, they're also on the move as part of the mobile labor force. Some 880 chief executive officers have changed their jobs and changed their positions. Is this also a trend that could support uh, uh, the proposition values of some of your portfolios? It is. We see, and with all these CEO changes going on, 888 CEOs have left or moved on or took in other positions. Uh, we see a lot more women uh, being put into CEO positions. The trend is, is definitely increasing. Uh, nearly 25% of these uh, new appointees into the CEO positions, the chief executive officers, are women now. And that supports our Empowering Women portfolio, Bob, which we started a few years ago, which looks at these trends and thinks about companies that are dealing with diversity. And, it, you know, I think when you see the, the changes that are going on, it leads you, again, to some good investment ideas, which we continue to focus on. Well, it's time to have Stock Talk for you, the listener, to call Walt Secure and talk about specific stocks that you're interested in, whether you're an investor with him or uh, an individual investor. You're looking at a stock that you own or a stock you'd like to buy or just a stock you're following. Give us a call now, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 to talk to Walt about that particular stock and see what his take on that issue might be. 330-673-1234. Lines are open right now. Now, you have a, a particular stock that, of course, you have in your portfolios. One of those is Lululemon Athletica. The folks who make premium yoga pants and other athletic apparel, uh, they did quite well in the, in their earning estimates that were released last week. It's a long-term holding in your empowering women portfolio strategy, and currently the company is sharing at four hundred twenty-five or selling at four hundred twenty-five dollars a share. What is your opinion on that company now? We continue to like Lululemon. Um, you know, again, when you look at this company, Bob, as you mentioned, they. Uh, we're kind of that premium, uh, they're the premium provider of athletic apparel. Yoga pants have been their, uh, you know, one of their number one offerings, but they've expanded that market now. They have athletic apparel for women, men, and girls. Uh, the company also sells fitness accessories such as bags and yoga mats and other equipment. We talked about their, uh, workout, uh, you know, the mirror, um, you know, workout, uh, the, uh, kind of competing against the Peloton out there with home workouts. Uh, so, again, they're doing a lot of things right. Uh, when you look at this company, they started a kind of a change in philosophy where they had three priorities focused around product innovation, e-commerce, and market expansion. They, they've done a good job in all areas. Uh, they now uh, operate in 17 countries. Their e-commerce site is continuing to get better and better. Uh, they've always been really good with their retail stores. They were impacted a little bit by COVID, but they do a lot of really interesting things in the stores. When you go to a Lululemon, even offer yoga classes inside the stores at times. So that's a very engaging uh, story and a, and a very well-run athletic company. Uh, again, when you think about trends of fitness and health and uh, how a lot of us need to kind of worry about those things as we continue to live and get older and we want to have a healthy lifestyles. Uh, Lulu Athletica, uh, Lulu Lemon Athletica is definitely a company that's well positioned to take advantage of those trends. Uh, their quarter was up 61% in revenue, up 123% in earnings. Uh, they've had a couple really good quarters strung together, and we continue to like the stock here, uh, even at the $425 level. 
Another stock that is uh, on your radar is Traeger Incorporated, uh, better known as its symbol Cook, C-O-O-K, which uh, really describes what it does. They design, sell, and support wood pellet-fueled barbecue grills to retailers and even direct-to-consumers. Now, they had an IPO back in July, and what do you think about them in light of this recent week of uh, stock market pullback? Well, I was very familiar with the grills. I have a son-in-law who does an amazing job grilling food for me weekend to weekend, and I love the the pellets that he uses there. These Traeger grills are that that high-end grill. I, they typically sell for $600 and higher. Um, again, it's a passion for a lot of people. It's that trading up mentality where you know people want <clears throat> to go to the next level of their experience as far as cooking out. Uh, when the IPO came out, it, it you know was Priced in that $20 range, 21 to 23, it shot up into the high uh, mid-30s, and it's since traded off. It's at $24 a share. Uh, again, it's not a bad company to look at at this point with the sell-off. Um, you know, we see some solid valuation here. The wood pellets are something that people have to continue to spend if you buy the grill. So they have kind of that uh, wood pellet offering, which will you know, create ongoing revenue support for them. They have 1,400 brand ambassadors out there, and they're sold in obviously a lot of retail outlets like Lowe's and Home Depot, so a lot of exposure uh, to these grills as people look, again, to improve that home experience. You know, more people spending time at home, more people have time to grill, so a company we're paying attention to. Another company, you don't own it now, but it's a, considered kind of interesting out there. It's called Zscaler. Zed Scaler. Now, it is an enterprise security company that protects business and systems data. Now, it's not a stock that you currently own, but uh, this is a field that you currently like. This is a security for, for data field. What do you think about Z Scaler? Well, Bob, we've talked about this show a lot of times. You know, any time you talk about security of uh, your computer systems, security of your data, uh, you know, we, we know that this is a huge issue for companies here at Baird. You know, we spend an incredible amount of money as a corporation to protect our clients and our clients' data, and that spend's not going to stop. It's going to continue. Uh, any organization out there, especially financial organizations, have to, you know, do a, a pretty big spend and a, and a pretty big evaluation of their security uh, on an ongoing basis. Uh, Zscaler has some differentiating factors, differentiating factors, um, they have this zero trust security that allows users um, to connect to applications, not the network, to have that kind of security. Uh, they they do support a lot of banks. Um, they have actually uh, eight of the top ten global banks as customers. Uh, so they're doing something right out there, Bob, as far as the security they provide, and they have a good value proposition. Uh, they have over 400 of Forbes 2000 biggest companies. So again. Uh, you know, a, a company that's really found a niche and an ability to serve a market that's going to be continue to be very serious as we go forward. Earnings are strong. Last quarter, again, revenues up 57%, earnings up 75%. Uh, so Zscaler is one that's on our, our watch list and uh, looking for an opportunity to, uh, to buy that stock for our portfolios. But um, we saw the earnings report last week, and they continue to show that financial power that we definitely like. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure, the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Good morning, Mr. Walt. Um, I had a question, and it's kind of a sophomore question here. What, and I know uh, the difference between MO, which is the Altria Group, and the mm-hmm. PM, which is Philip Morris International. 
Uh, like Altria is at roughly fifty bucks, or fifty dollars a share, and then Philip Morris International is at uh, one hundred three a share. What, uh, I kind of like why? Why is that? What's the price difference? Yeah, yeah. So these companies used to be part of the same company, and back uh, many years ago, when the tobacco companies had to split and, and kind of change their operation and pay the big government fines, uh, uh, you know, that were came towards the tobacco industry. Uh, Philip Morris spun out Altria. Altria is a different company. Altria is really the domestic tobacco. So it's 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 all the tobacco here in the United States. Philip Morris International is the international tobacco operation. So um, really different, you know, different metrics here, different revenues, um, different cost structures, different you know logistics systems, supply chains. So the companies are different. They operate in the same in the same industry. You know, they're they're selling really the same products. You know, uh, cigarettes and uh, vapes and those types of things. But again, two two really different companies. Um, the international has obviously a little bit more growth to it because uh, tobacco consumption internationally is at a little higher growth rate than domestic tobacco consumption. So uh, that's the differences of the two companies. So that would explain the price difference? Yes, yeah, because, again, they have totally different revenue streams, different uh, places, that, you know, again, someone in the 50 states versus throughout the world. Um, you know, the, the, the Altria is, is domestic. Again, that uh, Philip Morris International sells all throughout the world. Would you go with a 50-50 blend just for security, or would that, or is that uh, not worth it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, that's a way to get exposure to both. You know, I mean, again, both companies pay good dividends. Uh, both companies, you know, so we, we have a lot of clients here that just because of their feeling towards tobacco, we, we have a lot of doctors in our client base. Uh, we, we've kind of stayed away from this industry. It was an industry that I did invest heavier in uh, years ago. But, again, yeah, you could definitely split between the two if, if you wanted to have exposure to both opportunities. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking for different uh, revenue streams. So that, I'm looking for high dividend uh, uh, stocks out there. So yeah, they definitely pay good dividends. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. All right. Thank, thank you for calling. You have you a much. good day. Let's take another call now for Walt Secure on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Morning, uh, Walt. Uh, you're starting to make a believer out of me. You know, my wife and I were raised by people that were affected by the depression and. So our values uh, are not in line with uh, yoga pants and uh, gummy bear shoes and thousand dollar coolers. So, but you are you are getting my attention, and we we might go with a fifty fifty blend here, uh, uh, half with your program uh, and your company, and half with my conservative depression era thinking. But anyway, I just wanted to. Tell you, I'm impressed with your stock picks. Well, I appreciate that, Ken. We've appreciated your comments and your uh, involvement in the show. You've brought a lot of good comments and conversation, and uh, we look forward to your call every week. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I I enjoy the show. I got a minivan. I'm on my way to the Bay of Fundy now. I got a full minivan full of plants. I'm like Captain Cook. I see what's going to grow up there in sub-zero weather. So I'm on my way. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, right I'd now, love to so. see the Bay of Fundy sometime with you, Ken. So maybe we can okay. make that happen. All right. I'm, I, I might show you some pictures. Well, have a good week. All right, you too. You too. It's okay. a safe trip. Okay. 
Hey, on the heels of that, too, Bob, I just wanted to mention the Hindenburg Omen, which Ken put me up to some research, uh, too, a few weeks ago. I did take a look at that. Uh, that is a technical indicator. It kind of looks at some different things. It has about a 20 25% success rate. So it's not been a very good um, indicator, but it's an indicator that's supposed to show when the market kind of hits that all-time high or, you know, when there's excessive risk to the market. It looks at... Uh, highs and lows of the market and, you know, some different oscillators and technical measures. But, again, I did take a look at that Hinderberg, Hinderberg Omen. I I took Ken's, uh, you know, homework and did it. But, again, with a 25% success rate, I don't think it's one that we'll, we'll apply here in our practice. Is there anything related to the September 11th attacks as far as the market goes? Any kind of indicators or omens or, if you will, superstitions connected with that now that we had 20th anniversary? Well, it's a good reminder, Bob, that anything can happen at any time. Um, you know, I was managing money at that time, and I remember sitting in my office, and we had the, that the horrific day uh, on the TV, and none of us could move. I had spent a lot of time in New York City, actually, about you know many months there, uh, working at the at the World Trade Center when I worked for Dean Witter, and stayed at the Vista Hotel, which was right underneath the World Trade Center. So it was a, it was a day that will always live in my mind. I had friends there that, that lived through that, and uh, it's a day that uh, we, we shouldn't forget. And we have to remember as investors that those kinds of events can happen. They can change the course of things very, very dramatically. Uh, we have to be prepared for that in our investment portfolios. So uh, it is a day that it's, I remember well, and it was horrific. And, um, you know, we, we always... I think, and our thoughts and prayers are always for the the families and and the people that you know really suffered through that uh, horrific event. Now, of course, Walt Securian is a team or members of the Robert W. Baird Investment uh, uh, Team. Also, they uh, Robert W. Baird is an international company that also provides uh, the local firm here with uh, advice on all kinds of uh, planning uh, areas like financial planning, retirement planning. They can review estate plans. They can do tax reviews. They talk about Roth conversions. Uh, and analyzing your Social Security options, uh, uh, your tax options. Again, a great uh, panoply of uh, services they provide to their clients is more than just uh, uh, giving them the stock portfolios to invest in. Also, the, the company here locally is getting involved in retirement advice and retirement planning. I want to talk a bit now about the big retirement classes they have that are starting later this month on Thursday, September 29th, and Thursday, October 6th, and then the following Wednesday, October 5th, and Wednesday, October 12th, two series of retirement planning classes, one devoted to those who are not yet retired and the other devoted to those who are already retired. They're going to be held locally at the Kent State Hotel and Conference Center and also in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, too. So tell us about that. We have a few minutes left. Tell us more about these retirement classes, what they're going to be concerning with, and uh, what so, so, so somebody could benefit from them. Yeah, Bob, we're, we're really excited about these. We're very impressed with the materials. Um, we we uh, work working with a firm called FMT, which is kind of a, an industry leader. They've been doing this for over 20 years. And, again, as a, a college professor, you know, a lot of times I had to go out and find a textbook. Again, we're going to bring a lot of experiences and, and uh, you know, fun exercises into the classes, but we got a really good set of materials to work from. Uh, we'll deal with all the issues that come into retirement, you know, planning issues, life planning issues, um, needs and expenses, roadblocks and mistakes, uh, income sources that you can look to, the investment aspects, 
uh, the risk management aspects, the estate planning uh, aspects of retirement. There's a lot of issues out there that people have to think about and deal with. And again, we're we're very very excited about the courses. We we've been practicing them, and uh, you know I think we have a really nice course to offer. We got a, people signing up, and uh, going to have a good roster of people in the room. And again. Uh, you know, class is something I believe you do with people that sit. It's not something you do to them. I, I believe it's a it should be an experience that everybody gets a lot out of, and uh, we're excited to get out there and, and uh, make these classes, uh, get them started. And, again, we're going to continue them for a couple years. We have a, a few-year commitment to this, and uh, whenever you start something, I think you got to stay with it for quite a while. And just like the radio show, Bob, here, which has been a great a great thing for our practice, and allows us to really get another form of communication out there, which we believe so much in. Once again, those classes will be held from the evenings between 6 and 9 o'clock on those dates in late September and early October. They're going to be at the Kent State Conference Center in Kent, Ohio, and also at the Loft Conference Center in South Point, Pennsylvania, for those in their Washington, Pennsylvania office. Uh, that want to get into the, the classes, uh, you can do a couple of things. You can go to the website. And to find out more, then the AKW Group website is akwgroup.rwbaird.com. That's rwbaird.com. You can find out more by clicking on the, uh, the little link on that website. You can also call directly. You can talk to the office right here in Akron. Ask for Abby or Sue at 234-466-7476, 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six, or the office in Pennsylvania at four one two four eight zero five zero nine zero. That's four one two four eight zero five zero nine zero in the greater Pittsburgh area. So, Walt, we got another week coming up. It's going to be a full trading week. And after this past week, what are you looking forward to? Well, Bob, we got economic data coming out. Uh, we also got the big Apple iPhone thirteen. Uh, uh, introduction at the consumer electronics uh you know event that's going on they're going to kind of get their their big uh, announcement out there and we're going to see the new features and benefits so should be an exciting week Walt Sakara, give him a call at 234-466-7476 and we heard him on wnir kent akron it's nine o'clock during today's broadcast the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed apple inc symbol aapl altria group inc symbol mo Goldman Sachs Group, Inc., symbol GS. Lululemon Athletica, Inc., symbol LULU. Philip Morris International, Inc., symbol PM. Traeger, Inc., symbol COOK. And Z Scaler, Inc., symbol ZS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Traeger Inc., symbol COOK, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Traeger Inc., COOK, in the past 12 months. And in addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by Goldman Sachs Group Inc., symbol GS for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months.